It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dodgy emails from Nigerian princesses with suitcases full of cash that they want to share with you are easy to ignore. But behind these scam emails is a sinister, highly organised gang. The Black Axe commit the worst atrocities. Black Axe are the most dangerous cultists on earth. With fingerprints in countries all over the world, including Ireland. So far, the Guard investigation has established that over 40 million euro has been stolen, with over 64 million laundered through Ireland via so-called money mules. And this gang doesn't just send out the stupid emails that are impossible to take seriously. This gang employs thousands of skilled con artists to steal billions of euros from people all over the world every single year. What I lost with him was probably well over 500,000. They target the lonely and the vulnerable. They target people with a lot of money and people with little or no money. And they target giant multinational companies. They even bring children and students unwittingly into their web of deceit. This is in the news from the Irish Times. I'm Connor Pope. Today, just who are the Black Axe Gang and how did it become one of the biggest criminal operations in Ireland? Connor Lally is the Irish Times crime and security editor. Connor, can you tell me a little bit about the Black Axe Gang? I mean, who are these guys? Yeah, I mean, the name, the Black Axe Gang, I mean, that group is going to be one we're going to be hearing a lot more of in Ireland over the next few years. They have been operating here for at least four or five years, possibly a lot longer. um, And they've really come into their own probably during the COVID pandemic period. So in terms of the background of the gang, they started in Nigeria back in 1977. Uh, They were founded as a cult on a university campus there. Very quickly, they morphed then from a, you know, secretive uh, university society into a full-blown crime gang. That really happened over about a 10 or 12 year period. And from that point onwards, then they have been a very prominent organized crime gang over in Nigeria. For example, they'll be involved in, you know, drugs trafficking, organized prostitution, people trafficking. Black Axe have enormous power here. They have thousands of members in Benin. Ordinary people are at their mercy. They are heavily armed and seem to operate with impunity. Once technology took off, rather than just being a gang that was going around dealing drugs, robbing banks, killing people, they were able to target people all over the world. 
early efforts were very, were, you know, were fairly crude. Uh, they'd pose as, you know, Nigerian princes with, you know, hundreds of millions in the mm. bank and they'd send you an email. You know, we all recall those emails going around quite widely years ago. Gradually, the scams have become much more sophisticated. You know, in recent years, you will have become very aware of them uh, since the COVID pandemic started. Bogus phone calls being made to people looking for, you know, small payments to pay fines. You know, things like bogus um, emails, texts. Um, and a lot of these scams are aimed at trying to convince you to hand over your bank account, you know, passwords and so on. So that's one kind of type of scam. We then have romance frauds where they're really based on dating apps where fraudsters will, you know, set up a profile on one of these dating apps and they'll try and befriend people on them. You know, romance online will bloom over the following period and then gradually the person on, you know, the other end will say they need help to travel to Ireland or to buy a house or a car or, you know, whatever it may be. One of the very high-value frauds is... These fraud gangs specialise in targeting companies. And what they'll basically do is they'll assume the online identity of a trading partner of a company that they're going to target. So that could be, you know, an accountancy firm. It could be a legal firm. They will then send an email into the company with an invoice looking for payment. And they'll basically say that our usual bank account is closed. Here's our new bank account. Mm unsuspecting people in the accounts payable office in the company being targeted will then pay over the money. These scams have really proven very lucrative. Um, you know, regularly you're talking about 200, 500 thousand euros. And in a few cases, we've had um, scams of over uh, 2 million. What the technology has enabled them to do really is to send their members abroad, and we have some people from the Black Axe gang here in Ireland, is to send them abroad and to basically set up cells of the gang. They actually call them zones to set those up abroad. And they, you know, they're all over the world now. They're all over, you know, they're in every European country. They're in North America, Asia, Latin America, Canada. So they have these cells all over the world. And what they will do is one cell in one particular country will identify a victim to target. They will then either have people in that country who can, you know, mock up fake email addresses, uh, dating app profiles, any all of the tools that they need to carry out the fraud. Somebody else then in some other country working for Black Axe may be the actual person who sends the email or send the text. And then if the fraud works out and they get their hands on some cash, the money will be sent to a bank account in some other country and then it'll be transferred from that bank account to accounts in maybe five or six places, mm-hmm. all controlled by Black Axe uh, cells or zones all over the world. So really by the time the alarm is raised um, that a person has been the victim of fraud, the difficulty that any one police force has is that they're dealing with a crime that may have targeted somebody in their country, but the architecture of that crime, the background of it is really all over the world. It can be as far away as from, you know, the US to Pakistan to Iceland and Ireland. I know that members of a Black Axe gang appeared recently in court in Ireland and they were convicted of a so-called romance scam. And that was operating out of homes around the Dublin area. Can you tell me a little bit about that case and how it made it to court? Yeah, so certainly, I mean, probably to say they're members of the Black Axe gang may be overstating it. So what the Black Axe gang will do, they'll have a small number of people who are actually in the gang yeah. and they'll be in Ireland. You know, they will then recruit and run 
a whole network of people, but those people won't actually be in the gang. Oh, okay. So the romance fraud that you're referring to, um, three men who live in Ireland are from Nigerian families. They were the ones that were executing this romance fraud, which was part of the Black Axe Network. So essentially what they did was they set up a profile on the Plenty of Fish dating app and they called themselves Neil Turner. They befriended an older woman um, in Ireland who was on that app. And basically she, she thought she was dealing with a guy called Neil Turner who worked on oil rigs off the coast. And he had, you know, various oil and gas interests mm. and, you know, so on. This guy also said that he was due a very large inheritance at, you know, some point. So the woman believed she was dealing with, you know, a person called Neil Turner. Over a period of time, what she thought was a romance blossomed online. And then, of course, gradually Neil Turner began asking her for cash. Yeah. He, he had a problem with his investments. He was in trouble, you know, in his career. If she gave him X amount of money, he would be able to pay her back and so on. So... Because this woman believed that she was dealing with this particular person and they, that they were, you know, in love online, she sent the money to him. Ten payments in all, and they totaled 254,000 euros. They were sent over a six-month period from the end of 2020 until the summer of 2021. She then finally grew suspicious and mm-hmm. she went to the guards. But when the guards start carrying out their inquiries... They realised that very early in the fraud, this person posing as uh, Neil Turner had asked this woman to go to Dubai for him. He said he wasn't able to go because of COVID and he was working. And essentially, he put it to her that she was going to collect cash there on his behalf. And when she got there, she was met by a group of men who asked her for 650,000 euros. She basically refused and she was brought back to her hotel. But when she came home, despite all of that happening over there, she still believed everything that she was being told and she continued to send him cash. So, look, we can say she was very foolish and, you know, we can judge and and all of that. But she believed she was in love with a guy online who was very keen on her. She thought this, you know, romance would blossom when COVID passed and he was able to transfer off the oil rig. She just had hopes in her older age of falling in love and a happy ever after story. And I guess on the back of that, because she had bought into that, she ended up losing 254,000 euros. And was it unusual then that the guards were able, like, were able to actually arrest, charge and then convict people? Because you've mentioned already that it's kind of a, it's a cross-border international kind of crime. So the fact that they were able to get the criminals in Ireland and convict them of the crime that was committed in Ireland. Was that unusual? Yeah, I think one of the interesting things about that particular case was that the people who are actually in contact with her, the people running that Neil Turner uh, profile on the dating app were also in Ireland. So what the guards were able to do was they collected everything she had, so every email she had, and they used those to try and build up a profile of who was contacting her and specifically where they were contacting her from. And they were able to do that quite quickly, actually. I mean, the tracks weren't covered here all that well by the three people involved. Gardy were very quickly able to use information like the IP address of where various emails were sent from. They identified three people in counties Meath and uh, Dublin. Um, they went to their houses, they carried out searches, and in July, those three people were before the courts. Um, one of them, Omawail Omoabi, a 31-year-old man uh, from Kentstown Court in Navan, pleaded guilty to theft, 
Raksami Sadu, a 32-year-old man from Lohunda Downs in Clonsilla, pleaded to conspiracy to commit fraud. And Samson Ajayi, he's a 33-year-old man from Parkwood in Grange Rath in County Meath. And he pleaded to three counts of laundering the proceeds of the crimes. So they were all jailed for periods of two and uh, three years, which I suppose really is not a huge amount of time. Considering the damage they did to the victim in this case, and also, you know, the quantity of cash that they stole from her. And do we know what happened to that cash, Connor? I mean, is, was there any prospect that this woman would get the money back? No, really. I mean, in these cases, even when they catch people, and in the vast majority of cases, they don't catch anybody, um, they get very little of the cash back. The men in this particular case appear to have withdrawn part of it and spent it on themselves. They had things like very expensive clothes, expensive, you know, jewellery and so on. So they appear to have gained from the proceeds of that. And then generally in these scams, what will happen is that cash is gone out of that account and it can be all over the world Mm. and it can flow through different countries very, very quickly. And all that's required is the banking sector or the police force in one particular country that it goes through, not to be very, you know, responsive or on the ball. And once, once law enforcement is not fast and, you know, competent in those places, the cash is gone. And the guards will tell you they recover very little of the money. They may freeze an account or two and it might have 20 grand here, five grand there from a, you know, three or four hundred thousand euro fraud. So that's what you're looking at. And I take it this woman wasn't the only person that this criminal enterprise had on the go. I presume they were targeting other people at the same time. Yeah. I mean, typically with the romance frauds, that's what they're doing. You know, a group of them will operate a group of profiles and they'll target a lot of people at the same time. And it's really interesting. Some of these scams are so well organised that when they research a particular person to target, um, now, the dating apps, some people may be just targeted out of chance. Mm. In other cases, they may know the person and search for them on an app or, or, or if they find them, they'll do a bit of homework on them and, you know, so on. A lot of these fraud gangs, what they will actually do is they will um, draw up what's called know your client documents and it will be a profile of the person that you're being asked to target or the company. These gangs prepare these documents for the people who are actually online executing these frauds. So if you have three or four people involved, they could run literally 50 fake dating app profiles all at the same time. And if only three or four of them work out they're still quids they, in. They are rolling in the money. Yeah. You know, with very little prospect of it being recovered. And so far, very few of them caught. That's beginning to change. The guards are, guards have a lot of people charged now, but they're generally on the lower end of the scale rather than the people coining in the money. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Now, last week it emerged that the cost of living crisis here had seen a surge in the number of money mules in Ireland being recruited by the Black Axe Gang or people acting on behalf of the Black Axe Gang. What is a money mule and how and why would they be important in this whole criminal enterprise? Yeah, so the key thing for all of these frauds is bank accounts. These gangs need loads and loads of bank accounts because all we've been talking about here is the cash is, you know, received into one account and then it's, you know, transferred all over the place. The reason why it's transferred very quickly is so law enforcement can't keep up. Bank accounts and lots of them are the lifeblood of these crimes and of the Black Axe gang. You know, one fraud that may only yield a couple of hundred grand could use, you know, 30 or 40 bank accounts. So that's how important it is. So a mule is basically a person who either allows their bank account to be used or who, who agrees to set up a bank account for the purposes of it being used by the gang. This is the really clever part of it, I think. The Black Axe has come over here. It will recruit people who will recruit others to allow their bank accounts to be used. And the recruitment can be done in lots of ways. They may target a particular, you know, university campus. Mm. They may be successful in recruiting 20 people there, you know, 30 people there. And what when you say, like, what do these mules get in return? Yeah, so basically a mule could be approached, like, a, you know, a young person could be approached at a party by somebody who isn't in the Black Axe gang but is on the very lower rungs of the, the network. In some cases, they may not even know that they're working for the Black Axe gang. Yeah. They could be working for somebody else that they were approached by at a party six months earlier. Basically, the promise here is, is that, you know, all you have to do is let a few quid be transferred through your account and you'll get 500 euro, 1200 euro, mm. whatever it is. So attractive to a skinned student. It is attractive to a skinned student and... It's sold to a skin student or somebody else who's, you know, hard up. It's sold on the basis that it's very innocent. Yeah. You won't be caught or it's grand. Who, you know, who cares? What the people handling the mules will do is they will ask them then, they will provide them with things like fake passports, fake ESB bills and so on in fake names. But the mules photograph has to be used on the actual passport aspect. Okay. So... Even if you open these accounts under a fake name, if you're a mule, your face has to be used at some point during the bank account yeah. opening process. Um, before the pandemic, what they were also doing as well, they were flying people into Ireland who were already working as mules abroad and they were getting them to open bank accounts here. So there was a trend about three or four years ago. A lot of Italian people were flying into the country, opening bank accounts and then flying out again. But then the COVID-19 pandemic came along and bank branches closed for periods and airline travel was much, much harder. Mm. What the Black Axe gang did then was they moved from opening accounts in branches to opening them online. And once they did that, the people that they were recruiting to be mules, rather than being able to open one or two accounts in bank branches, they were able to open 20 accounts online. Yeah. So during the pandemic period, you had this explosion in the number of mule accounts. The possibilities then for these gangs were absolutely endless because they had just, you know, access to just a huge amount of bank accounts, which is really how they run. It's the oil that runs the wheels of their gang. Okay. They need these accounts. It's the key thing. So can I ask you, what happens to a mule if they're caught? Because I'd imagine like the easiest person in this criminal chain to catch is the mule. So what happens to them if they're caught? Some of them have been before the courts. Some of them have been jailed for periods of a year or two. 
Others have been fined, you know, maybe like a grand, 400 euro, 500 euro. But the real problem, particularly for young people who are convicted, is that the nature of the crimes they're charged with won't look good on your CV, basically. You know, you will be charged under, you know, laundering and anti-terrorism financing laws. Um, So it even sounds bad. No, of course it does, yeah. Um, And if you want to apply for a visa, even to go on your holidays to places like Australia or you want to go and work in the US or really anywhere that that you require some kind of travel permit, once that pops up on the screen... That's game the over. end of your visa. That, yeah. it, it is absolute game over. In your days as a member, what was your role? I was a butcher. What was the job of a butcher? To eliminate, to defend the organizations and every member of the organization, and to eliminate any identified intruders. There's another risk there, and I wonder, do they highlight it, or even if it is a risk? I mean, you're not dealing with nice people here when you're dealing with the Black Axe gang. I mean, is there any risk that the people who get involved with them, even at the lowest level, could actually come face-to-face with some seriously dangerous and incredibly violent criminals? Yeah, I mean, the Guardi have have kind of done a map of the Black Axe gang here, and broadly speaking, there are five tiers to it strategists as they're called are at the top and these are the people that the guards think are in the Black Axe gang there's fewer than 20 of them that we're aware of in Ireland then obviously there's like thousands of people who allow their accounts to be used then at the kind of very bottom bottom of the pyramid the whole organisation the way it's ordered is if you work as a mule you'll generally only have contact with the person directly above you and normally the person who's asked you to let your account be used chances of you coming into contact with the people higher up the scale are very slim having said that if they accused you of stealing their cash or something they know where you live they have your photograph they have your bank account details so certainly this is an this is an international violent murderous prostitution running drug dealing crime cartel yeah. and that's who you're dealing with it must be a very attractive type of crime for a well organised gang because logistically it's hard to track people it's hard to catch people and there are all sorts of templates already in place to carry out this kind of criminality are more gangs other than the Black Axe gang looking at this going well, do you know what? why are we shipping drugs all over the world or engaged in prostitution when we could just be sending emails out and targeting people that way I mean, I mean it must be a kind of it could be something that's on the cusp of an explosion with other gangs yeah I mean I don't necessarily think the people who are involved in say trafficking cocaine like the Kinahans and various other groups are going to get involved in you know cyber enabled fraud you know they're going to open you know units that are specialised in this type of crime but what will happen is other groups other people that are maybe savvy online and are good on social media and dating apps and are just con artists will turn to this I mean we've spoken quite a bit about the Black Axe Gang I should say that a lot of the proceeds of these crimes all over the world do end up going back to the very top tier of the Black Axe gang over in Africa. Now, everybody who is involved along the way takes their cut, but the cash flows back to HQ or it flows back to a particular headquarter group of people in particular cells of the Black Axe gang all over the world. So the majority of the cash goes to the people at the top. 
that's always the case. Other gangs are involved in lots of other types of crimes. Obviously, you know, the Black Axe gang is only one. There are already scores of gangs, even in Ireland, who are involved in cyber enable fraud, invoice fraud, all of these things. So the idea that it's only the Black Axe gang is wrong. They are definitely appear to be the biggest in Ireland. Uh, the guards have evidence that they have stolen or laundered 64 million euros in Ireland in the last about four or five years. That would put them at the top of the charts for organised fraud gangs in Ireland, really. As a network of fraudsters, this is a new frontier, really, in Ireland, I think. And the way they're organised is a chip above what certainly what I've seen before. And when I say the, the way they're organised, I do mean the Irish cell of the Black Axe gang mm. rather than talking about the whole global area. Is there going to be an explosion of it? I'd argue we've already had an explosion. There was research out earlier in the week which basically showed that the number of mule accounts being discovered in Irish banks had jumped from 1,500 in the first half of last year to 3,000. 12 million euro had passed through those uh, 3,000 accounts in the first half of the year. Because times are hard for certain, you know, for certain groups of people now, you know, with the cost of gas and all of that, people are vulnerable. They need spare cash. They are more likely to be enticed by the promise of easy money. So you have to be smart and you have to be cute. And if somebody promises you easy cash, you have to say, you know, there's no such thing. If something's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Absolutely. Connor, thanks very much for talking to us as ever. This episode of In the News was produced by Suzanne Brennan and Aideen Finnegan. We'll be back on Friday. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com